0: Welcome to Lipstick and Lunch. I'm your host, Donna Tarantino, and Heather Fink is joining us today. Heather is the CEO and founder of two companies, Lifestyle Labs and The Sexiest Beauty. Heather knows beauty. She's been in the business for over 30 years and has been developing world-class beauty products for some of the most sexiest, edgiest, and most sophisticated brands in the world. She's held numerous leadership roles in companies that include L'Oreal, The Limited, Estee Lauder, and QVC. She has also been awarded the Top Cosmetic CEO of the Year in 2021 by International Association of Top Professionals. Heather, I'm so happy you're joining us today. Welcome to Lipstick and
1: Lunch. Welcome, Heather. Thanks, Donna. It's great to be here today. Thanks for having me.
0: Heather, we both worked at QVC, but at different times.
1: That's right. Uh, And you you left quite a a path to follow.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, And it's good to that we've connected and we've been talking about um, a lot of different things in the business that we both have experienced and we've experienced some similar things. And of course, Working at QVC, we experienced similar things there as well. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a great learning um, ground, and it it still is quite an interesting um, distribution channel and the changes going on there. But the business, you and I have been in this business many years. Mm -hmm. And when I think about why I'm in this business, I not only think about the places where I worked, but I also think about my first purchase of cosmetics and it mm-hmm. wasn't and 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 has nothing to do with my career but i look back and i say this is how it all started mm-hmm. and my father took me to a drugstore because i wanted makeup and my dad took me to the local pharmacy and i brought an eyeshadow palette and mm-hmm. i used that thing oh. to death right yeah and then i think about my mom who had the who she still has no I have the dress now she gave it to me and it hangs in my closet it doesn't fit me but it's there I'll I just love it mm. she had a dress made for her her engagement party that is just glitter and beautiful it's a time wow. dress and yeah. that inspired me to be in this business and I still That's... sometimes think about those moments
1: those are ever... special moments
0: yeah. Have you ever thought about your very, very first experience in the world of beauty or fashion?
1: I I only recently, and, and I think it was because of starting, when I started my brand and sort of the inspiration and, and the, the mission and, and how, how I came to this point that I started piecing those, those moments together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a couple that stand out and I, always remembered this, but I never connected it to what ultimately has been my career. But when I was a little girl, I remember t- being in my mother in my grandmother's bathroom in, in the vanity mirror, and going in her closet, her cabinet next to it and taking out her bright red nail polish. It was like a Q-Tex bottle. I actually have a picture of it hanging on my wall now. You know, oh, one of those old cool. ads. And yeah. I, I applied it to my lips. Like I, oh my I feel gosh. like I was, yeah, like I was creating my first liquid lipstick. But it was that transformative power of a beauty product. I mean, I was using obviously the wrong, <laughs> using it the wrong way. And I'm sure I ended up getting in big trouble and people say, well, then what happened? I'm like, I don't remember, but I'm sure, you know, somehow they got it off. But it was about taking that red liquid and applying it to my lips. Like I'm sure I had seen in magazines or, you know, I had, I am sure I was inspired to do it somewhere from, from seeing it. And then feeling that empowerment or that, that being like, it was probably more like feeling like a grown up.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's that, it is that transformative power, right. That Mm -hmm. really captures you. Um, I always, I always loved the idea of eyeshadow and lipstick and how I could transform your look. Those type of experiences, those memories, you know, that beautiful dress that when someone walks in the room, just like it's a head turner and not in a bad way. Like, it just, there's a sense of confidence in that person. It's the
1: confidence, yeah. yeah. It's like a superhero's cape, almost, for yes. me, when I put on. It doesn't even have to be red, although, for me, but red is super empowering. Mm-hmm. But one of my lipstick colors is just a beautiful rosy nude. And I Mm -hmm. actually wear that more now than, than I do a red. Maybe it's because I work from home or, but I'm wearing it now. (laughs) It's just an easy, neutral, but with a little, it's my my lips only better. And that just putting a swipe of that on makes me Mm -hmm. feel ready. It makes me feel polished and ready for whatever I have, you know, ready for my day or going out for dinner. Yeah.
0: Yes. And to your point, Even though I'm also working at home, um, we're recording this from our home offices. I still put my lips on. I still put a little bit of shadow on. I want to feel good. I want to feel polished. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I could have a Zoom call in five minutes. I want to
1: exactly, you
0: know, be ready. Um, Exactly,
1: you feel ready. You are ready.
0: So you're the founder of founder and CEO of two companies now. Um, and you're honored with the title of Top Cosmetic CEO of the Year in 2021. Um, first, why did you start two companies? And to give us a snapshot of what that's like um, running two companies, because I'm sure sometimes it's, it's crazy, right? And then tell us a little bit about um, being honored with the title of Top Cosmetic CEO.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, that, that's really... That- Thank you. That's really, um, it was really qu- quite an honor. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the, the two companies. Um, five years ago, I lost my job in corporate, and it, it was really kind of shocking. And I wasn't quite sure what my next move was going to be or what my next step would be. And I did try to find another job for a while. Um, in, in my field, in, my, in our industry, uh, given so many years, I was close to 30 years then um, of experience in beauty, the industry, you know, creating products and, and mark, doing marketing. And so I thought it would be easy to, to get another job. But for whatever reason, it wasn't meant to be at, at the time. And so I started doing what I love to do. And I just created a a lipstick. (laughs) I started with one color. um, And simultaneously, I I started a parent company um, called Lifestyle Labs, which is both a consulting company, so I can consult and help other companies or other businesses who are looking for someone with my type of expertise, whether it's product development or brand strategy or, or marketing. And, and now I have with my brand, I have social media and, and digital with e-commerce. And so it's really rounded out over these last few years. And and so the lifestyle labs is the consulting and, and parent company uh, of the brand I launched, which is the second company called the sexiest beauty. So, so most days look like a little bit um, I wear a lot of hats, even under just the brand itself, I do everything from uh, shipping the orders to pack, you know, packing the boxes and shipping the orders to creating the next new product and and doing the packaging and the design. And so anything that would come along with um, creating a a brand and and a product, I I, I do that on a daily basis. and each day varies, you know, depending on what is happening at the moment, launching new retailers, which there's an exciting new retailer I, I should tell you about that is launching uh, April 1st that I'm part of.
0: Oh, um, yes.
1: Yeah. So, That's tough and,
0: to, you know, so, mm-hmm. so, you know, launching at retail, no matter what type of distribution mm-hmm. channel, it takes a long time, right? It doesn't happen overnight. A lot of people have this, People have this perception that launching at a retailer happens at a snap of a finger. And although you and I have relationships within the different um, distribution channels, it doesn't happen overnight. Because you still have no, to it does not. you still have to nurture that relationship even with people that you've known for years, right? Because you're reconnecting. And reestablishing yourself and wearing a different hat. So you sure um, you sure
1: do. It doesn't happen overnight. It's very challenging. Um, I'm in my fifth year of business, and even places like QVC where we both worked, um, you know, I submitted my brand to, and it wasn't something that they were interested in. You know, probably and partly because you know, a week later, they launched Mac, you know, at, probably at the time, I think I was only lipstick, I only recently, in, in the last year or so have, have skincare, mm-hmm. as well, and, and lip care and some other categories. But, um, you know, it's really about, do you fill a, a space in, in their assortment, um, mm-hmm. you know, etc. And, and you don't not have to have deep pockets, you do, you have to have some pocket (laughs) yeah yeah pretty deep pockets
0: yeah Yeah, it costs money to launch in a store so whether it's a QVC or a Sephora Nordstrom or even Mm -hmm. a Target Mm -hmm. there's an expense involved in that it's not like it's not just a purchase order there's other expenses which I think a lot of people don't realize that's right depending on what channel you're going into do you need fixturing what type of collateral material you need and then you have to negotiate sometimes space and location and oh by the Mm. way what type of funding are they going to ask you for
1: right Mm -hmm. do you want to
0: advertise or do marketing right um do you have to contribute to the salary of a beauty advisor exactly so a lot of pieces to that puzzle that i think people forget about. There
1: are a lot of a lot of pieces. And um, so it is really exciting to be part of this new initiative or this new retail um, footprint, which will be launching. It's called Conscious Beauty Collective. Mm-hmm. There are about 30 brands. It's launching April 1st. It is launching, I'm not going to get the location, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's in San Francisco in one of the malls, and there was a space negotiated, it's headed up by Lynn Power, who is the co-founder of Masami Hair Care, who I've collaborated with on a lot of different things, and she's an amazing, um, she's an amazing partner with other brands Um, and she's we've aligned on several initiatives and so she invited me to be part of this with the sexiest beauty and which was quite an honor because all of the brands involved are indie brands Mm -hmm. one of the names we toyed around with was indie beauty collective or but it's more than that it's indie beauty brands with a conscience (laughs) you know we're conscious whether it's we're clean we're we're vegan, we're cruelty free we're uh, conscious in terms of giving back, which is a big pillar of my brand so it's a really cool thing. Um, and I'm happy that, you know, I could share more about it. There's a link mm-hmm. I can send you. It was featured in beauty matter a couple of weeks ago. It's really right. Kovac. And yes. so um, yeah, so that's really exciting, but it's very difficult. And so she's actually taken the initiative to get us space and do this. And we don't have to rely on some of the bigger, um, y- you know, bigger, bigger chains to mm-hmm. get some space and do something and, and introduce ourselves to at, at brick and mortar, which we haven't really had a chance to do either over the last few years due to COVID. So many places were closed, and people, these companies, retailers really did kind of tighten their belts mm-hmm. as far as bringing in, in new, new, new brands as well. So, so that's well, really exciting.
0: So this is good. This is exciting that um, there's a group of you that are in this. Um, this new retail distribution channel—that's really mm-hmm. exciting.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. And so it's the first of you know what we hope will be many sort of pop up. Mm-hmm. We have a two-month lease there, and uh, we'll go from there. But even that required an investment too. You know, again, it's back to which was was affordable, but um, everything it, it it everything is an investment. Yeah, it seems even in year yes. five, it's like, yes. I well, mean, it, it never ends, but no, it's it does, at some point, end. yeah, Even when
0: you look at the bigger companies, the bigger they are, the more they have to invest, right? Sure. They exactly. reinvent themselves. So let's talk a little bit about sexiest beauty. Tell us uh, why you started it and um, what it all means.
1: Okay, sure. So I started it because, What I mentioned earlier I was looking for a job looking for Mm -hmm. something to do and at the at that point in time I just realized how much you know I loved creating beauty products and thought let me do one on my own so I started with a lipstick um, and I wanted to create something that I wasn't able to find, hadn't been able to find on the market. Um, I'm lipstick obsessed. Um, <laughs> so that was really, you know, a no brainer as to what product to start with. I didn't even think about another product. Um, also, I mean, business wise, strategically, which probably didn't factor much into it, but lipstick is a product that people will, have a a number of generally you have more than one lipstick and also there's less of a a willingness to try new brands and try other things you know less of a loyalty factor with something like maybe a mascara where Mm -hmm. I've got my mascara that's it my mascara for life that was in that was uh, four and a half years ago the three platforms of my company or of the brand is great product, high performance product, um, a lipstick that delivers something that you've never, you know, that's never been delivered before. Um and then the giving back, which proceeds from this first campaign that I did was called Speak Your Sexy. And it was 10 diverse models speaking about 10 diverse people, you know, speaking their truth about what they're passionate about. And they each picked a charitable organization for proceeds to go back to. So that was really, and, and that's been, uh, it's been that way since uh, since the beginning that pro- all proceeds are donated to a variety of, ch- of charitable causes to nonprofits. So um, I've been working with many throughout, throughout these past few years. Um, and then diversity and inclusion, all mm-hmm. about, you know, um, sexy beauty for everyone is, our tagline it's yeah it's not not just one ideal of sexy or or just on a daily basis i'm sitting here i want to feel great and that's what the sexiest beauty is all about yeah it's about owning your sexy yeah and
0: and what's great about um what you're saying about especially lipsticks you know i uh in my last podcast with shannon goldberg we were talking about being lipstick obsessed And how many Mm. lipsticks we have, but it truly is one of those categories that it's not a big investment to buy a lipstick, right? And it's something that makes somebody feel good, empowered, Mm -hmm. confident, Um, and lipsticks also um, translate into fashion. To me, it's, it's color, especially a lipstick is a great fashion accessory.
1: Totally. You can instantly update your wardrobe
0: for an affordable
1: luxury, you know, for $20, $25. You can Mm -hmm. instantly update, you know, you're ready for spring. You might not have $300 for a new dress or $50 or whatever, you know, whatever
0: that may be. Right. Yeah. So that's what I love about lipstick is it is an instant fashion accessory. And um, personally, I think that um, I love your matte lipstick because as we get a certain age, we can't really wear matte lipstick because Mm -hmm. it makes our lips look really old. But yours is, I mean, it's the nicest matte lipstick I've ever used because simply it, it glides on And it also is not drying. The formula is not drying. It smooths out your lips and you're ready Mm -hmm. to go.
1: Yeah. It's It's like one swipe. Really good coverage. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. And there's another product that you kind of have a cult following, right? Your face balm.
1: Yeah, so it's so crazy, because I started as a lipstick brand, not that I was only going to ever do lipstick wasn't really my thought. Um, because I love all categories of beauty, I even thought of doing a fragrance. And, you know, mm-hmm. in my initial business plan, I, I had it all in there. But you know, like very special things in, in each category. And so right before COVID, I had been working on uh, this skincare product for some time, and had launched it in February, right before you know of of twenty was that twenty twenty, <laughs> right before COVID, and um, in February of twenty twenty, and it really has taken off, and it's by far my hero product now. Um, lipstick, you know, obviously has suffered a hit. With face mm-hmm. masks, and yes. but, which I think has lended to to some of the push, be you know some of the some of the excitement behind this product, mm-hmm. um, or opportunity for it to, to shine, be, because people just weren't you know using lipstick as much or buying lipstick as much, um, and and they were doing more with skincare, and so this rose face balm, it's called Rose Glow Face Balm it's a skincare makeup hybrid, which is another thing that's really happening. We're seeing a lot of now. Right. Um, and, and have been for a while with, um, and, and I think that was also a little bit driven with by COVID, but I, I think it had started happening even before that where people were looking for products that do more for, for less, you know, it's, skinomized, I'm calling it, where you're you're looking for a product to do more than one thing. Um, not that multi-use products haven't been around for a while, but if you could get skincare benefits from your makeup and vice versa, you could, so this product really gives you skin, it falls under skincare, in my opinion, but it, it does have a physical Radiance to it, yeah. Maybe you can speak to what your experience was.
0: The the radiance is beautiful, and I feel as though, um like I, I can, I could go out of that. You know, I don't have to put foundation on or powder. Mm -hmm. This gives a certain kind of coverage that it certainly smooths and softens the skin and gives you this radiance. Mm -hmm. but it's not shimmery or glittery, glitter, Mm -mm. like glitter. It is definitely the, we call the, right. The radiance from that youthful radiance from within glow. Right. It's, it's beautiful. And it's so easy, you know, it's, and it's super hydrating. So living in the upper Midwest in Minnesota in the winter Mm. and Mm. people that live in a, in an arid climate, like, so, i've been told that because everything freezes here that there's literally no humidity in the air so it's oh, very right. dry just like the super desert. dry mm. this i had never a, thought of that yeah yeah this is a welcomed drink of water
1: ah oh, it really goodness. is yeah oh, i'm so glad that yeah you're able I to love it to get some relief from that dryness Yeah, Yeah, it's super hydrating. It's rose water infused. It's got a lot of great ingredients to it. It kind of works as a primer as well. As you mentioned, you don't even Mm -hmm. really need a powder. Um, It doesn't have coverage. Sometimes customers will write me and say, but it didn't give me coverage. It doesn't have coverage. You can mix it with your foundation, which is another great pro tip. If you do want something that has a little more coverage to it, but it does mm-hmm. have this sort of magical, almost light diffusion quality yes. to it that does minimize whether it's redness or imperfections or, you know, it kind of evens out the skin tone, but not with coverage. It's, it's more of a sort of light reflecting so people can add I mean try it with your foundation sometimes you yeah or you can do foundation and then put the rose glow you can wear it people say well how do you use it it's like well you can do this you could do that you can wear it like this you can wear it like that you can mix it with this You can... <laughs> it's like there's not much you can't do with it so you can wear it under you can wear it alone you can wear it under foundation you can mix it with your foundation you can put it over your foundation maybe just on your cheekbones or kind of where you want a little extra highlight or Mm -hmm. moisture
0: yeah I mean to me it's it it truly has but it's it's a multifunctional product it's got many Mm -hmm. many uses but it's also to me like a no makeup makeup it is care but it's like that no makeup makeup category as well it's beautiful and thank you um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I'll be using this quite often. Awesome. Um, people people use it
1: on their necks or their, the back of their oh, hands. Like, okay. I just keep getting all of this, yeah, feedback from people. And reviews, I mean, my lipsticks I've had for almost five years. Now. Over four years, I have maybe, I don't know, 30 reviews on, mm-hmm. on 40 shades total. The face balm, I have over 80 reviews on this one product. I mean, people just want to talk about it, it's, I think, because it's so different.
0: <laughs> they you, they should be talking about it. It's really, it's quite it's quite remarkable, that little jar. It definitely has some <laughs> magic in it.
1: It does. So, yeah.
0: So you just came back from a trade show, right? I did. And yeah. which one was that?
1: Yeah. I was at Makeup in LA.
0: So how was it to be back at a trade oh show? Oh, my gosh.
1: Ugh. Well, in case I didn't mention it already, I'm really passionate about our industry. I'm really passionate about product and people. Mm -hmm. And it was all of that. It was so exciting. It was the energy in the room, Donna, was like, I don't even know if I've ever quite felt it. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was everybody. I think everybody was just really happy to be back together. The show was well attended. I I haven't seen numbers yet, but it was really promising. It was better than the makeup in New York, which was in, I think it was in September. The last one was less well attended, Um, but it was kind of, you know, it was at a weird time right the vaccines right. people had just started getting the vaccines and the bo- you know boosters probably hadn't quite hit yet and we just you know
0: and, and, and the, like, yeah it yeah.
1: was still the masks and then uh, i forget when o- o- omicron kind of started gearing up i guess that was a little bit later but it was just sort of i don't know it wasn't it was a little too early but this show um, did not have that feel other than mandatory face masks still yeah. I think it was lifted in California like a couple days later, right? Um, but we were still, you know, everyone was wearing face masks, which we just ended up d- designing face masks that matched our booth, and it became kind of part of the oh, scenery. Cute. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was really great. It was really good. It was. I did it with a client. Um, we worked on it for about nine months. Uh, we did two new collections. For the show
0: so what did you see what kind of trends did you see what were you inspired by
1: yeah so um there was a lot to see uh the majority of the time i was in our booth because it was so busy people were really out um it was it was b2b so Mm -hmm. it was other companies brands many of whom work, work um, already customers of my client my client is uh dermaceutical labs in new jersey
0: mm-hmm.
1: um they go by under by d lab mm-hmm. and so it was just back to back appointments um the going into the show we had created we had looked at all the trends that were happening and and then we did see a lot we did get a chance to kind of look around and and, and see what other people were doing and it was really aligned um, with what we, what we're all seeing, you know, what you and I had talked about, which is the whole clean beauty. I mean, it was huge. Half, half the customers that we met with were clean beauty brands. Mm -hmm. So it was all about clean beauty. Um, I think
0: that's the norm, right? I mean, people are, I think it is the the,
1: norm. Yeah.
0: yeah. And people are going to have to change formulations that maybe Mm -hmm. aren't clean yet. Um, there just seems to be that movement too, that I'm seeing just based on some of the companies that have created um, new clean beauty collections or, or have reformulated um, yep. their, their products.
1: Yeah, I think, and, and now having a brand that's, that's just over four years old in, in this four years, I've seen this evolution from to the point today where it's mandatory I mean, mm-hmm. customers yeah. are looking for it. It's, it's not really optional. Um, it is challenging to create, create and depending on is it Sephora clean? Is it credo uh-huh. clean? Is it target clean? Is it, you know, there's different standards and, and some of the brands have their own standards. You know, we met right. with beauty counter, we met with coast, Cosas, we met, you know, Elia, yeah. um, you know, these brands have their own standards, uh, So I was on the phone with the chemists a few times to say, hey, can we take the this out of that? And can we do this with that? And sometimes it was no, and and sometimes it was yes, you know, so.
0: There are mm -hmm. what what I think consumers don't realize, because some of my friends um, have asked me this, like, why hasn't the beauty industry, you know, why is clean beauty important now? Why hasn't it been uh, important in the past? And I don't think it's not been important. It's just that we didn't know a lot of things that we know now and that there are technologies now that allow us to be more clean beauty conscious, right?
1: Yeah. There's definitely technologies and ingredients and things that we can use now in lieu of other things. Um, You know, just here's kind of a random example, but you know, this is a more of a vegan thing than a clean thing, but beeswax, um, you know, it's not, not clean, but it's not vegan. And there's an alternative to beeswax. There's a synthetic beeswax that we use so that we could have a vegan claim on all of the formulas that we developed. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there isn't really an alternative to dimethicone, which is a silicone, which it's on some lists. It's not on some lists. I have it in my products, but, you know, other, you know, some brands won't include, you know, use it. So, but you you can't necessarily get certain things, in my opinion, um, or to my knowledge, with you can't quite achieve certain things in lieu of dimethicone. You can get a formula that may be similar or, you know, but so... There's still work to be done. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are working really hard to do that because, in my opinion, it it isn't really optional. And I say that as a brand who still has you know certain ingredients that some that aren't maybe Credo compliant or, etc. Right. So. Right.
0: Well, and and the thing is, is that you also have to have a product that performs. So I know that mm-hmm, um, there's exactly. a lot of research, there continues to be a lot of research to try to replace some of those other things that allowed the product to perform the way the customer wants it, you know? And that's another thing, balancing customer demands with what the product needs to be is sometimes difficult,
1: mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. It and is it w- it's and, very difficult. Oh, <laughs>
1: And you see, and, and sometimes see... it's cost prohibitive.
0: I yeah, mean, sometimes the, it that's is. at play,
1: and you know what's yeah. working. You know what I'm referring to, but it can be. I mean, there's a yes. lot of factors. There's a lot of factors making a clean beauty product um, that's truly clean or and meets certain standards uh, is uh, has a lot of of challenges associated. But I think you know again, it's about trying to improve and, and making the efforts and doing what you can, where you can. And the same with sustainability, you know, mm-hmm. trying to reuse, use recycled um, materials and, and make your products recyclable. And that uh, that's certainly another trend that, that I saw there. And one of the really cool components that we use because we did all the packaging to go with these two collections that we created. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was about sustainability, clean, you know, all that green. And the other was more about, it was called galactic omniverse. It's, a, you know, about we're flying to outer space and, you mm-hmm. know, it's about waterless beauty. You can't take water to Mars. There's no water there and, you know, things like that, you know, so how can you, um, so waterless beauty is another trend. But as far as the packaging we created, um, we partnered with a company called HANA Innovation, Mm-hmm. who has a mono material pump and oh. we did we used their component in our collection and and it was and it was another trend that i saw at the show where there's other suppliers who who are also pursuing this so that the pump itself is made out of the same material that the packaging is made out of which is a right. recyclable plastic right so the whole uh package component can be thrown, can be recycled. It can be put in the recycling, um, you know, a, in your home and be fully recycled with this mono-material um, pump system. So, so sustainable recyclable packaging is equally as, as important as this clean beauty. Th- those two things were really prominent at the show and everywhere that I've. I've seen in doing all the research,
0: and do you think these... the sustainable beauty is going to become uh, a non-negotiable as well? Like yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I
1: think it's really a challenge for some of the big guys to kind of turn this ship around. You know, the, this uh, this ocean liner, uh, not not the literal one, but the figurative one, as to yeah. how do you. Um, how do you re-pa- reformulate everything? How do you repackage everything? So it's really, you know, it's, and so some of the indie brands are able to do that faster, better, because they didn't exist yesterday or, you know, a year ago. So they're able to come out of the gate that way, which I, I think we're seeing, uh, you know, we are seeing happening. But, so at the same time, these bigger companies are, are just working, you know, diligently. I, I know um, to 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 do that behind the scenes and and come to 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 repackage and reformulate. So it just takes them longer.
0: Right. Well, they're bigger, and yeah. you know that investment again. It's about the investment that you mm-hmm. have to make. Mm-hmm. Um, to change those things. I've worked on a few brands where they've gone through brand refresh and just not on the look and feel of the brand, but formulation and packaging changes. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it takes time. Uh, the package has to work with your formula too, right? I mean, especially mm-hmm. when you're dealing with tubes and pumps and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. It's gotta yeah. work. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting time and I actually think it's kind of, it's it's exciting the evolution that's going on and that we are becoming more responsible and being more intentional mm-hmm. about some of mm-hmm. this we yep. have to be we actually have to be right we so do. what other yeah um any other trends did you see anything as far as um product or that's standing out Um, I'm sure there's there's a multitude of multifunctional products because there always is right I mean it's been a trend that's
1: there are yeah yeah and that was one of the one of the trends that we put together with we put together products around for D-Lab which was um, multi-use we did a Mm multi-use stick for lip eye cheek We did a a liner that was, that's for face, brow, eye, and body. It's with a a flexible polymer so that when you move, it moves with you. Um, Okay. I saw a mascara from Seacliff Beauty Mm -hmm. uh, from Vonda Simon, who created, um, I, I don't have all the details. I saw it when we were doing the awards ceremony but Mm -hmm. I was surprised I was I I felt like she should have won for this mascara that had all these different parts and it was refillable I think right so that you had the case but then you could uh, put a new cartridge in yeah Um, it had nine different parts I mean I overheard her explaining it to someone and I was like oh my gosh that's amazing right so that was really cool I saw these a lot of the monomaterial packaging from, mm-hmm. from uh, both HANA and other suppliers. So that was a real trend that I saw. Um, waterless formulas was a trend that I that, w- that stood out, but, but both from, from D-Lab, what we did, and, and others, waterless beauty. By 2024, um, waterless beauty will be very prominent, even more prominent. It's growing. It's Mm -hmm. a great way, you know, it's sustainability as far as water usage, but also how it holds the actives. Um, It holds the actives better in a waterless formula, you know, especially things like vitamin C and, and then it can either be activated with water or does it need water at all? Like, like the foundation that we created a waterless foundation that was up for the award for, for the makeup in LA show. D lab, it was under D lab, my client, but, right. um, they didn't win, but it was out of 80 formulas that were submitted. They were in the fi- five finalists. So, um, well, that's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations.
0: Just to be a, yeah. you know, a finalist is a big step. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad that the shows are back, um, mm. and that people are starting to attend. I, well, I think those face-to-face meetings are important. Um, It's important to touch and feel product. Um, I did attend I'm sure you did too. during COVID. Um, Some of the trade shows did a virtual trade show and it was difficult because the interaction that you have with product to pick up touch feel um, wasn't there. Um, No, no. It's so
1: great. People were so excited. People came ready to do business. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, great to see you. Oh, that looks great. Okay, bye. It was people sat down, people were really engaged with the product. They were really engaged with the stories behind them. As you, you know, as you mentioned, feeling the textures, Mm -hmm. applying it, you know, to your skin. It's just, it's a whole nother level of engagement when you can do it face to face.
0: Yeah, it really is. Well, Heather, we've covered a lot of subjects um, we have. In, this, in this time. And thank you so much for people that want to um, get in touch with you. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Well, I can be emailed at h.dot, h-d-o-t, think, f-i-n-k at gmail.com. Or info at thesexiestbeauty.com. Uh, we have a website, which is, you know, www.thesexiestbeauty.com. There's a contact place there as well. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they ask. can see all the product. And we did a special code for lipstick and lunch, which is l ampersand l 20 L and L 20 for 20% off, which is ongoing as much as they want site-wide. Yeah. Feel free to use that, promote that.
0: Thank you so much. Um, And for people that haven't tried the sexiest beauty, please go over to the website and take advantage of that, um, that promotion code. Uh, And I highly recommend the rose, the rose face bomb. It's beautiful. And your lip products are gorgeous. Um, they're very you, luxurious Donna. and they feel amazing on the lips. I'm so I happy. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank you for having me. This has been so much fun and for being well, my CEW mentor, too. Oh, yes, How lucky yeah. am I? What an honor. <laughs> so excited.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Lipstick & Lunch, a podcast series dedicated to the business of beauty, fashion, and retail. Brought to you by Anchor.